Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, y'all? If you haven't heard about it yet, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and I'm going to tell y'all why. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute it for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else people listen to podcasts at. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make your podcast in one place. So all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All of this is free. It's fun, easy. I'm doing it. So um, like I said, just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Keep it real. you guys this is too real for radio i am paris digital the rapper and producer hosting this for y'all this is the second episode so if you're just now tuning in welcome if you are a returning listener um welcome back today i'm going to be sharing my experience as a female rapper and producer and also um reflecting on you know, my journey, which I'm still on. And I'm also going to be, um, you know, just giving some encouraging words for those who are in my position or coming to where I'm at. I'm not that far in the game. I think I'm fairly known locally and I have so much farther to go, but, um, I'm gonna just jump right into it. So before I get into the main part of what I want to tell y'all, I want to give you a little background about, um, my journey as a female artist. Um, like a lot of people, I started off writing poetry. I started off at around 12 years old. No, I started writing poetry at about seven or eight. One thing about me is I've always been a writer. Like there's pictures of me as a toddler with a sippy cup, a notebook and a pen. My mom said I used to write like smiley faces in it, but I swore I was really writing something. Anyway, I was writing poetry until I was about 12 years old. And then I started rapping. I turned the poetry into rap. And then I turned um, the rap, the you know, just the poems and the rap into actual music. I started recording at the age of 13. I've always recorded myself. I've never actually recorded any of my songs in an actual studio. It's always been um, just me in my room by myself recording. I have worked in studios as a producer, but I have never actually recorded my songs or worked with another producer when it comes to my music. It's not a pride thing or anything. It's just the process of making my music. People can be very unsure about what I'm doing until they hear the final product. So I kind of just keep it to myself and keep the flow going evenly. Anyway, um, it was just a hobby for me in high school. I didn't really take it seriously. It was fun to do. I was posting my songs on MySpace. That's how long I've been doing this. MySpace and then um YouTube, SoundCloud, um Facebook. That those were the social media 
sites that were really hot when I was in high school. So I was doing all of that. I was also doing school projects. Everybody else was doing like PowerPoint slideshows. I was the one making music for my school projects. Um, it was just a hobby. A lot of people told me, you know, I should really push my music and go for it. But what held me back was the fact that I felt like I didn't have the image to be a female rapper. Like, not even just a female rapper. I felt like I just didn't have the image, period, you know? I was um constantly made fun of. I was always told that I was too big. I was too dark. Up to this day, I still get all the gorilla jokes at the gas station and everything. But I, um... I never really pursued it seriously because I felt like I don't even have the look. So I'm never going to get anywhere as far as rapping. I decided that um, I still wanted to do media because this is all I know. I'm all into video production, photography, graphic design. Like that's why my name is digital because I literally do all of this stuff. So I wanted to stay in this and I um, decided, you know, if I'm going to need a job, this can't be an actual job. So I, um... I don't know where I was going with it specifically at the time when I started college, but after, um, after like a year and a half, I ended up switching schools and majors and I actually got my associate's degree in media arts production and I ended up working in news television for a while. My targeted career goal at the time was being a producer or director and I was settling for that. Yeah, my passion was still with music and entertainment because I just felt like news was too depressing for me. I was um, editing videos at the news station. I was also doing in-studio camera work as well as um, queuing graphics and audio and all that stuff, running teleprompter, um, organizing scripts. I did all of that. I was a content specialist. Yeah, so I was part-time. And being that I was part-time, I decided to go ahead and push myself as a producer Even though I still like to rap and people were still sending me features, I was producing more because like I said, I did, I felt like I didn't have the look. I wasn't, you know, sexy. Like they want all the female rappers to be. I'm just this black fat girl as people will put it. So I pushed myself more as a producer. I was like, you know, it's cool for me to be involved and be behind the scenes. I could be a very well-known producer and it'll be okay. Um, in the midst of all of this, I'm pushing my music, I'm working with artists, I'm doing my um, mobile recording sessions because I don't have a studio, so I'm going to the artists with all my equipment and everything, I'm pushing, I'm making beats, but I didn't put my beats out there and I didn't let anybody use my beats because I didn't feel like they were good enough at the time. They weren't what everyone else is making. So, I'm pushing everything, you know, I'm working, da-da-da-da-da, and then we... And society are beginning to rise into the body positivity and conscious era. So it's like, you know, now we're in this era where it's okay to be fat. It's okay to look like this. We're accepting the fact that everybody looks different. And then we also got all these artists at this time coming out. So you got, um, this is when Lizzo, um, Lizzo was more known in the pop community than the rap community at the time. Um, then you got Megan Trainer. you got, uh, what's her name? Adele, um, shoot, I can't think of anybody else, but you know, there's more, um, representation of plus size women in entertainment and media at this time. So when people seeing all these, they're looking at me, they're like, yo, what you gonna do? You know, they're like, yo, you used to rap, you still rapping or whatever. People starting to look for music from me and everything. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do something. 
So I start pushing my music back out there. And one day I'm at work and I realize like I'm sitting there thinking about everything that I've done and what I can do. And I look at what people who do what I do, where they've gone and how far they've gotten. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I could work for myself. I realized I did not want to spend the rest of my life just working for somebody else. I don't want to spend the rest of my life getting up in the morning, going to a place to work and being there at a certain time because somebody else wants me to be there. And by that, I mean the managers, the CEO, all that stuff. That's their time. You getting up on a company's time. Somebody else signing your paycheck. Somebody else determines if you eat or not. Because when you work in a job, you know, somebody could easily say, oh, you're fired. Or we laying you off. And you don't get paid. Your paycheck was based on them. Like, they controlled how you lived. And what I also don't like is how much money I was making in an hour. Like, you mean to tell me an hour of my time is like $12, $13 versus if I'm working on my own doing recording sessions, I could charge somebody 30 hours for an hour. I'm sorry, $30 for an hour of my time. So, you know, that's when I started thinking, I really want this to be my business. I really want to pursue producing as a um, career. So I began to get serious about it. I'm pushing myself even harder as a producer. I'm still making my music because at this time I didn't have that many people that I was producing for and I didn't have the permission from everybody to use their work as samples. Cause when, you know, people want to work with you for the first time, they want to hear what you've already done. And it's already kind of hesitant for people being that they don't see me working in some big fancy studio. They see me pull up to their house with a computer and a microphone. So I had to record my own songs in order to let people um, hear my quality of my work. And I'm like, yo, this is the same equipment I made this song on. This is what your music is going to sound like. So yeah, that's how I got back into rapping more. And people listen to my music and they're like, yo, you re- you know, you really good or whatever. So I started pushing it a little more. And then I just started like doing more research. I'm like, I could really do this or whatever. I'm trying to figure out like, you know, how to make money off of streams. Because I wasn't thinking about performing. Even though we got all this body positivity and all this other stuff going on, I still felt very self-conscious and unsure of my appearance And I was like, I'm just going to settle for, you know, making money off of streams or whatever and collecting royalties and all this other stuff. And at this time, I pretty much decided I'm going to be serious as a producer, but not that serious as a rapper. So fast forward to 2019, last year, I'm, you know, pushing myself as a producer, multimedia producer to be more specific, because I actually started utilizing my skills as a videographer, photographer, and graphic designer. So I end up meeting um a manager for the label that I'm on. Shout out to Longtime Coming Entertainment. I'm currently um with that label as far as my music goes. And um this podcast is not a part of the label, but as far as my music, that is the label that I'm with right now at the moment. I um met up with um, 
Colors. He's the manager for the label. And, you know, he was just telling me, you know, what and all they do and everything and what I could be doing. Well, he wasn't telling me what I could be doing, but I was pretty much telling him everything I do. And, you know, now I'm with the label. I'm, um, you know, I'm performing, networking. And this is when I really started taking myself seriously. Sounds crazy, but I really didn't start taking myself seriously till last year. Now, back in high school, I did perform at a couple of parties or whatever, small crowds. It wasn't that big of a deal. You know, now I'm at a point where I'm performing at uh, bigger events like showcases and um, open mics and stuff. I wasn't nervous, but I was so hesitant about actually doing it because I'm so different from what everyone else is doing. And I'm not saying it to be cocky. If you really listen to the stuff I make, it does not sound like everything that people make now. I don't know what it is that I do. And I try so hard to make my music sound like everyone else's in a sense of what, you know, what's trending and what's catchy, but it's not it. And I feel like my sound's not there yet, but you know, I was the first time I performed, um, since I joined the label, I was sitting there listening to everyone else going before me. And I was like, dang, these people are really good. They got the crowd moving and everything. Their music is really good. And I was like, my music don't sound like this. My music doesn't sound like anybody's music out here. And I was like, what if this isn't me? What if this isn't, what am I doing wrong? You know, I was asking myself that. So I get up there and the first time I performed my song Flexing, I did not make the beat for it. I believe the beat for that was made by Cormel. I got it off of YouTube and it was quiet when I performed that song. I felt nervous. I tried to play it off. I don't think anybody could tell, but I felt like, dang, is the song that bad? Like, am I that whack? Like, is this song bad? People don't even, you know, they're not even feeling it. When I finished, I'm walking to the bar and it's people stopping me on my way to the bar. They're like, yo, you was really spitting something. I was really listening to you. I was like, dang, for real? You know, I actually had a message. And, um, yeah, so it made me realize, it kind of brought me out of my, it brought me out of that shell of thinking, my appearance was going to stop people from listening to what I'm saying, you know, it, um, it made me realize that I can do this. And I, that's when I just said, you know what, F it, I'm going to just push everything. I'm just going to push myself as an artist. I'm going to push myself as a producer, graphic designer, everything. I'm really going to push it because I'm not as bad off as I thought I was. I have something to give. So I hope I, I'm hope I'm making sense and I hope I'm not all over the place. So anyway, I'm um you know, I'm networking, I'm going to events, I'm meeting other artists, I'm meeting producers, I'm learning from people, I'm networking, making um new friends and everything, which y'all going to hear from a couple people throughout this podcast. Um you know, I'm getting people to work with and everything. I'm making beats for people, doing photo shoots and all this stuff. And I start to realize that I'm not that business savvy. So I take the time to learn business. Like on my spare time, I'm just sitting around like looking up stuff about royalties and um, streaming and 
learning how to make money and everything and how the business works. I'm learning how to book and all this other stuff. So yeah, that is where I am today. I just dropped the EP probably, I believe the day I dropped my EP was March 30th. Dead Roses, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere else you can imagine, it's there. Um, what was I about to say? Yeah, it's there, it's everywhere, I got the EP out, I'm back making beats, because for a while I put it down and focused more on being an artist and a producer for um, media, for photography and videography. So everything's out. I'm pushing my music a little more, especially since this whole quarantine stuff started. I, um, I've been pushing my music a whole lot more. Now I want to get more into what my experience was like. I told y'all what I went through, but not what I went through. It's It hasn't been that bad. I've had some discouraging moments because I compare myself to everyone constantly. I'm constantly comparing myself to everyone. And I know the people that know me, they probably think I'm so stuck on looks and all this other stuff. I'm probably, um, there's more to, you know, there's more to life than just the way you look. And there's more to life than this and that and the third. But they don't understand, like, I'm in the entertainment industry. Everything is about the way you look. Nobody really seems to understand that. And when you show up and nobody looks like you, you don't have anybody to relate to. It's scary. It's discouraging. And you really feel like you can't do it. Like I remember so many times I'm sitting there performing and all these cute skinny girls get up there and they heels and they long weaves and everything. And they crop tops and all that short skirts and whatever, you know, they get up there performing and I'm like, dang, here's frumpy old me. You know, I show up in like some jeans and a tank top or something or a chain or whatever. And I'm like, man, why? Like, and it's just like, I start to doubt myself because it's like, I don't have that image because what they'll tell you in entertainment is your image is what captures people. Of course, people gonna listen to your music, but your image is what's going to capture them. I don't have an image like they do. I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what my image is. And even up to this day, I'm still trying to figure out what my music is. So people could tell me all the time, oh, um, what is your music about? What do you rap about? What kind of rapper are you? The thing about that is hard for me to answer. I tell people all the time, honestly, I don't know. I'm not a conscious rapper. I'm not a mumble rapper. I'm not a trap rapper. I'm not a club rapper. I'm not a gangster rapper. I'm not, you know, there's nobody to compare me to. And I'm trying to figure out how to deal with that, you know? I don't have a specific style, you know? I'm not one of these glamour girls. I'm not a city girl. I'm not a Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj. I'm not like any of them. But at the same time, it's like, I always, it's hard to see where I'm at because there's no fine line. You're rather a stripper rapper or you're like a stud or whatever. Like, you on the the manly side of everything and it's like I don't know where I belong because I'm neither one I'm just me I'm just cool and I'm just chilling I don't even know my targeted audience I tried to target more women you know when it comes to like women empowerment and everything but looking at the statistics of everything and all my um stats on every all my plays and everything mainly men listen to my music um I look at all my statistics and it's like it's like 35 percent women and 70 something percent men 
So it's like, I don't know what to attract because at the end of the day, yeah, a lot of men listen to my stuff, but men want to listen to other men. But women, for some reason, are not interested in listening to me. So I'm stuck. I believe I make good content and I believe there are people out there like me who are interested in listening to my content. You know, I just don't know where I'm going with everything. I'm still figuring it out and I'm still working and I'm pushing because this is what I love to do and this is fun for me and it's just, this is what I know. The message I want to share with y'all is from my journey in this music. I want y'all to know if you are just as different as I am with everything and whatever you do, keep pushing for it because at some point it's going to, it's gonna it's gonna catch people's attention you don't know whose attention is gonna catch or why but you're gonna catch somebody's attention with what you're doing and it's not all about somebody's attention I'm just saying whatever you're doing is going to take off even if it's not because it's what everyone else is doing what you'll notice especially with this music is there's an era for everything all these artists have a certain style that work for a certain time period you know I'll use an example like I say Boosie. Okay, I'm gonna go with Boosie for example. In the early 2000s, um, not even the early 2000s, like early mid 2000s, I say up until about 2013, 14, maybe up until then, and that's some cushion time before Boosie got locked up. That was his era. He was making music, all his stuff banged, everything was hard, everybody was jamming, everybody was in the club. That was the era. That was the era for it. That was all the club era and all this other stuff. And that was the era for his music. Like, his music fit that time period. It fit the style. It fit what everybody was doing at that time. So he gets locked up. Time goes by, and the music changes because everybody changes. The life changes. What people are doing are changes is changing, and every the atmosphere is changing. So we're in a whole other era. I remember when he first got out, and he was um doing features and stuff. To me, I don't know about anybody else. I'm sure anybody who was like loyal and diehard Boosie fans are probably gonna disagree with what I'm about to say, but to me. He sounded kind of out of place. And maybe it was partially because we haven't heard him in so long, but I felt like his style of rapping was still conformed to the era that he left when he got locked up. Or when he, um, I don't want to say got locked up. I don't even know how to phrase it. But before he was incarcerated, his, his the way he was rapping still sounded like that time period and that era and it didn't catch up to the way people rap now eventually it sounded it seemed like he panned out or whatever but I say that to say your style may just not be what's in yet I used to say all the time I'm just a trend you're not on yet and I really feel like I am a trend that nobody's on yet I feel like it's coming because I feel like my sound is 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 coming it's it's growing. I feel like it's growing, but I feel like the time for my sound is approaching is approaching very soon. So people are kind of listening to it and taking on to it and adjusting to it. I'm on to something. That's all I could say. So if you're into music or whatever and you feel like your style just isn't fitting, don't worry about trying to conform what everyone else is doing. Keep what you're doing because it's coming. Your time is going to come. Your era, your sound is going to be trending at some point it doesn't even have to be about a specific time and era 
what it is is people are going to like you and listen to you and people are going to be loyal fans not everybody but some what I also want to say is to um all my other female artists who feel like they don't have the the look the sound or the sexual attraction to be a female artist a female rapper or a singer still go for it like I said like I thought that I wouldn't catch anybody's attention or nobody would listen to me because, you know, I'm not out here twerking and busting my legs wide open, squatting and everything. I'm not sitting here talking about um, anything sexual or anything. I'm talking about, you know, popping bottles and having a good time and all that stuff. And I do talk about things that are on my mind. I do believe as I got older, the things I rap about does change. I'm more of a I'm more, I rap more about my truth than just partying, you know? What I was saying is, you know, I felt like I didn't capture anybody's attention. And it turns out, like, more guys listen to me. And I thought, it, you know, guys would probably listen to more to the women who are sexually appealing because they're sexually appealing. But I have no type of sexual appeal to me and people listen to me. I got something, you know? Well, this was a lot longer than I expected it to be in what I wanted it to be. I try to keep it at about 15 to 20 minutes. Looks like I'm pushing 30 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. All I wanted to say was, um, you know, keep pushing what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing. Keep evolving and keep growing. Um, I made it to another year and I've learned so much in the past year and even through my whole um journey with this music I don't want to call it a career because I don't think it's a career I think this is just what I've been doing and I'm actually getting serious with it now I'm still learning I'm still growing and I encourage y'all to keep growing and learning as well that's all I got to say um make sure you follow or subscribe to this podcast follow two real four radio on instagram follow me at paris digital 100 everywhere else including instagram so check out all my music by the way my ep just dropped about a month ago a month from the day i'm recording this actually it dropped it's um dead roses it's in itunes spotify google play everywhere you will find your music at that's where my music is yeah that's all i gotta say so you know y'all just keep pushing what you're doing i'm not gonna sit here and keep repeating myself and talk in circles i'm gonna let that be it all right keep it real Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.